0: Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Love you guys. Thanks for thanks for checking us out. 3.30, day's almost over. Praise the Lord. Got to go home and eat meatloaf for dinner, whatever it is that you're cooking. Uh, God's provision will not wear out. God's provision will not wear out. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, this one is for those of you, for you who is in a drought today, you're in a drought. I've been there. I know what it's like, but this show is going to encourage your heart today. Uh, thanks for joining us. I want to, um, just tell you guys, I wrote a book. You might not care yet. <laughs> it's called appointed, appointed book.com. You can buy my book on our web, my website, autumn as well. And you know, when I found out what God wanted from me, um, uh, for my life, it took a lot of different, uh, you, you kind of go through a lot of different things. Like you, you go through trials and you go through a waiting period and, um, It was amazing to me to see what God took me through before he gave me what he called me to. Um, I encourage you to get the book. You can get it anywhere books are sold, or you can just go to my website, appointedbook.com and and pick it up. It is, um, you know, a labor of love for me. But welcome, welcome to the show. You who are in a drought. You know, I, I love, I love the Lord and I love his word. I've been studying it now for a lot of years. I've, I've had a hunger for it now for a lot of years. God's word speak to us, speaks to us in a way that nothing else will, nothing else can. It reaches us in our most vulnerable moments, at our most celebratory moments. It reaches us. It speaks. It encourages. It supports. It comforts. It applauds us. His word is what does that. And that's why I am so passionate about the truth of God's word. But, you know, when it comes to the Lord, I kind of feel like I'm in the second grade, Uh, maybe even kindergarten, maybe even preschool. I don't know. You know, you meet these people and you're like, wow, they're like, holy. Uh, And then there's me. And I kind of feel like, man. I have so much to learn and maybe that's you today, but one of the things that God, um, just, just I've learned about the Lord is his word is eternal. And, um, you know, a lot of things come and go and, you know, the Bible tells us the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. We can trust it. We can, we can put all of our trust into the very word of the Lord. That's why it's so incredibly important. And when I say every word of the Lord is, is important and it stands forever, this word from his word will do that same thing as well. I, I've, I've just seen in, in my life and the people surrounding me um, in the last couple of months, there are a lot of droughts going on out there. And I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, no rain um, or even a financial drought. I'm not talking really about any of those things today. I just want you to kind of focus on a spiritual drought. Where um, maybe something has come upon you today and you just don't know how you are going to move forward. You can't really hear from God. Um, You you are just kind of overwhelmed with this sense of discouragement. And I want to tell you today that, that God gets us. God gets us a lot of times to that place right there so we can hear him, so he can speak to us, so he can give us direction. But his provision for you during your drought season, a drought season where you just can't hear, you can't feel, you don't understand, you're not getting anything from the Lord, you think. His provision for you will not wear out. It won't. Um, there's been several, um, uh, you know, people that have lost loved ones or, um, you know, and you just kind of go through this morning, this drought, this like ugh, in your spirit, you can't, you just can't, you can't even think about facing another day. Um, you know, the loss of jobs, divorce, uh, you know, whatever it is, you're going through that difficult season in your life. Um, you, you are who I'm talking to today. And I just know the spirit of God is going to minister to you through the message um, that he gave me. First, first uh, Kings 17. I just want to read, read through this a little bit. I have several different points I want to pull out today, but I just want you to kind of drink in the scripture. Now, Elijah, the Tishbite, what? who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord lives, the God of Israel Before whom I stand, surely there will be neither dew or rain these years except by my word. The word of the Lord came to him saying, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherenth which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook. And I have commanded ravens to provide for you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. So he went and lived by the brook Cherenth, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he would drink from the brook. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. I want to just stop there uh, for a second. I, one of the first things I, I just I want to bring to our attention about this passage of scripture is um, the fact that Elijah's prophecy and the word of the Lord uh, that, that God gave Elijah. Um, listen, there's going to be a drought in the land. It affected Elijah. He was not um, taken out of this drought. Now, he, God provided provision for him through the drought, but exactly what the Lord said actually happened. Last year, um, we were, I was—I go on a, a yearly prayer retreat with the Lord in January just for my ministry and myself. Um, you know, I, I go on a vacation with my husband every year. I go on a vacation with my kids every year. I and also need to go on a vacation with my Heavenly Father every year as well. And I do do that in January. And God told me last year, shift and shed. Now, those words are were kind of my word of the year. We adopted it as a ministry. And man, did we see the shifting and the shedding. Um, I've talked about her many times. She, was, she actually produced our show um, um, uh, last year. But someone that was closer to me than most... We found out she'd worked for me for four years. You know, she would tell me on a regular basis, you know, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. She lived in our house. She watched our kids. She was on our, um, on our team. One day was diagnosed with brain cancer. I remember telling her that word shift and shed. Her name is Katie Dewan. shift and shed, Katie. This is going to be the year of shift and shed. I had no idea that the very prophecy that the Lord was telling me would affect her life. And, and she, she was diagnosed and she passed away several months later, but it was such a pain personally in my life because of how intimately we were entwined that it was Heartbreaking. I personally went through a huge drought because of the loss of my sister. But through that loss, God sustained. I remember her. One of the last things that, um, that I talked to her about, went to visit her multiple times. She's from Philadelphia. So I would get on a plane and just go see her after her diagnosis and through her surgeries and stuff like that. And, you know, she would, she would, uh, so precious, so precious. But I remember we did a video and one of the things she said on that video, you know, I said, Katie, you can say anything you want, anything you want. What is your message? What message do you want to get out? You know, and she looked at me and she looked at the camera and she said, Jesus is everything. And in that moment here, I've got this girl, God told me shift and shed. He even told me on that prayer tree, it is going to be a very difficult year for you. But I had no idea what was going to actually happen in my life. And, and, and even while she was dying, she was proclaiming the name of Jesus. When she said Jesus is everything, it went into my spirit in such a way that it sustained me through my own grief. You know, when God predicts a drought in our life or some hardship in our life or some, we we have to go through that drought. But I want you to remember, just like Elijah is standing here, there's going to be a drought, but I have commanded the ravens to take care of you through this drought. I've commanded this brook to water you through this drought. You are going to make it. And even though the passing of Katie was horrendous. My team was her family. We weren't friends. We were her family for four years for four years. She was our family for four years, our extended family for four years. There was no friendship. She was blood in our ministry. And when she passed, she took a piece, but she also gave us so much and and leaving a legacy that jesus is everything and i just want to honor her um today by leaving us with that incredible legacy God sustained us through that drought and it is sustaining us still. Those of you, I just want to speak to that. I feel like God is really telling me, someone who has lost a loved one, even right now, when you're looking at your future and you're thinking, I am going through such an incredible drought emotionally. I don't know how to go. I can't find the strength to go forward. It is not going to be found in the provision of man. It is going to be found in the provision of God who saw this coming and who has commanded the ravens of his word and the water of his uh, spirit to minister to you that is what is going to sustain you he cares so much he cares so much remember what he did when Lazarus passed away he didn't just walk up and he just didn't say, Lazarus, come forth. That's not what he did. He went and he actually more, even though he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, he went and he mourned. He mourned with Mary and Martha and those, those friends. He, he wept, he, he wept with them because he knew the drought that was taking place in their soul. He will sustain you. He will sustain. you. Tomorrow's going to come. As you're looking at your brook right now and you think, I don't really know. I see this brook drying up. I just I don't know. I don't know if I can trust any longer. I don't know if I have hope any longer and you're watching it dwindle down. I want to encourage you. He's going to sustain. You know, some of us were on. Maybe we haven't lost a loved one, and we're coming from a different perspective. And we have a brook, and we are going through a drought. And um, maybe it's finances. I want to bring it back around to finances here for a minute. And we've got this brook, and we are. We God has commanded this brook to provide for us, but He wants us to move in a completely different direction. And we're watching this brook dry up. We're going through a drought. We have a little bit of water. We've got a little bit of food, just enough. Sometimes God provides just enough, not in abundance. We pray for abundance, but God sends us just enough. We want all this blessing, but God knows what we need is just enough. We want uh, the, the the rain to come and, and, and um, stop our drought, but God knows if he sends the rain too early... We will not praise the God that sustained us through the drought. So even though uh, uh, we want the rain, the drought is what we need. And you, maybe, maybe it's finances today that you have looked at your bank account and you're thinking, oh, this is not going to last. And you're watching the brook dry. Elijah stood there and he watched every day. This brook is smaller than it was yesterday. And, you know, the next day he got up to get his water from that brook. Well, you know what? This is not the same amount of water that was coming out yesterday and the next day. And, and, and fear, I'm sure, was a temptation for him when the brook was drying. It's interesting, uh, the next part of this passage Well, actually, in uh, 1st Kings 17, it says it happens after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Just some hard truth for you. Sometimes God allows that brook that you have been putting way too much faith in. Your faith, your identity, your stability, your uh, whatever it is that you have poured into this brook. God knows that if your stability is in finances, if your stability is in your job, if your stability is in any other place rather than him, you will not flourish. So he brings you to a place where the brook completely dries up. I wonder what Elijah thought when he woke up one morning and there was no water. I'm sure he put a lot of faith in that commandment of the Lord for that brook. What, God? I can just imagine the conversation back and forth. What, God? You Here you you tell me about the drought, and then you tell me to go, and the ravens and the water is going to provide for me. And then you make the brook dried up. I can almost hear and think of the thoughts that a human um, would have when looking at the provision that has gone dry. And I love, I love that God does this because man, it strengthened even my faith as I was studying this passage. Then it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then, then, then the brook dried up. Then did, did, did the Lord leave Elijah to die? No, when the brook dried up, then the Lord spoke. When the brook dried up, the Lord came through. When the brook dried up, the sustainability and the provision of Lord showed up. We think that if that brook that we have put so much faith in dries up, then the Lord will certainly has certainly forsaken us. But the Lord had a message for Elijah that could only happen if the brook dried up he said arise and go to Zarephath would Elijah have changed direction if the brook was still flowing and no some of you guys' brooks are drying up um, because God is asking you to do a new thing he is asking you to go in a new direction He is saying, I've got something better for you. You've stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to turn. It's time to go to the north. He's saying, you know what? That brook was good and it sustained you for now. But listen, this is how I want you to move forward. I know that was a tough season, but I want you to go to Zarephath. I want you to go to a different place. I want you to start a new job. I want you to re-engage in your marriage. I want you to try to step out in faith because I've got something else for you. Uh, Arise and go to Zarephath is what he told Elijah. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I just, I am thankful I've been so thankful over the years when I've looked at a brook and put a lot of faith in the brook and trusted in this brook. And then it dries up. It's got me to a place where I'm listening. God, what are you saying? What do I need to do? How do I need to obey? Because I know your provision is not going to leave me. I know your sustainability is not going to leave me. I know you're not just going to stop caring for me. What do I need to do? It's got me to a place of attention and Elijah Needed the Lord's leading. Arise and go to Zarephath. It's time to take another step of faith, Elijah. Arise and go to Zarephath, he says, which belongs to Sidon and stay there. Behold, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. Okay, it's time to move on. The season's over. Let's move forward. I've got provision there waiting for you. The same provision of the brook God will take into a different season of your life if you're willing to go there with him. And the next season of your life will be greater than the last because you'll take everything you've learned about God into this new season, into this new direction, into this new place. Arise and go to Zarephath. I have commanded, I have commanded. It wasn't a, hey, I've kind of suggested that a woman will help you out. I have commanded. One of the roles in her life is to care for you, Elijah. I've got you. It's gonna work out. You're gonna be okay. So we went. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a woman was, ga- was gathering uh, sticks. And he called to her and said, please get me a little water in the jar that I might have a drink. And she, as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. I want to stop here for a minute. And, and I told you I was going to dissect this just a little bit. I really wanted to get to this point. The Lord had commanded the widow To provide for Elijah, I don't even know if the widow widow knew what she was doing. But the Lord had commanded; He had chosen her uh, to provide for Elijah. So here Elijah goes, and he meets her. He meets her uh, by the uh, by the water, who by the gate. I'm sorry, um, and she was standing there gathering sticks, and he called her and said, "Give me a little water in that jar." The widow, all she knew was that she was gathering sticks. She didn't know that the Lord had commanded her to care for the greatest prophet that was living that day, Elijah. And literally her gathering of sticks would provide for her life. I don't think the woman knew that God had appointed her to minister to one of the greatest prophets of God of all time. She was simply gathering sticks. Some of you guys out there, you think that your job is is meaningless. You think that you aren't um, doing anything of significance. You think your job isn't flashy enough. You don't have enough money. You don't drive the car. You're not making a difference. You can't seem to say anything anointed in the moment. You don't have Have um, um, a quick tongue where you can just offer advice here and there. God appoints and commands the one who is gathering sticks to minister to the prophets of God. Her assignment, if not followed, if not followed, it literally would have Killed the prophet of God. He needed her assignment. Those of you that are gathering sticks, you are just as important as those on a stage somewhere. That woman had no idea how important her calling actually was. Please, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. And this tells me that she had something in her hand. She said, as the Lord lives, I have no bread Only a handful of flour. This is so, I love this. Only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little oil in a jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat and die. All she had was a handful of flour and it was so precious to her. It was so precious. That she was carrying it to gather sticks, that Elijah asked for it. The most now I don't carry around, you know, my gold medal flower in my hand at home. I don't carry around sugar in my hand at home, but it was so precious that she absolutely did not want anything to happen to it, that she was clenching uh, in her hand, that Elijah actually thought it was, it was bread. And what he asked of her was a- almost impossible to do. Then Elijah said to her, don't fear, go. Do what you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterwards you may go in and make one for yourself and for your son. He asked the impossible, give me what you have. If you give God what you have, which may just be a handful of flour, maybe a handful of money, maybe a handful of hope, maybe a handful of love, I don't know what it is. He will give you what you need. He said, go make me a cake. And because she was commanded by the Lord and obviously a very obedient woman, she went, And she did according to the word of the Lord and she and her household ate for many days. And guess what? The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor the jar of oil become, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. She said, okay, I'm going to do it. This woman just with sticks. She had assumed death was imminent. just had sticks, but she obeyed exactly what the prophet told her. She made Elijah a cake and that obedience engaged the supernatural, which sustained her until the rain came. God's provision for you will not wear out. God might be asking multiple things from this passage, I believe, from you today. Maybe for you to stop putting so much faith in the brook. Maybe it's time for you to move on and move forward. Maybe it's time for you to step out in faith and give him what you have because you're clenching it in your hand and you're, 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 you're holding on to it. And you can't you don't even want to let it go. And you've just put a lot, a lot of faith in this little piece of flour. And God is saying, you know what? Give me your flour and I'll feed you until the rain comes. If you just trust me with this flower, if you just trust me with this move, if you just trust me, I will sustain you until the rain comes. God's provision does not wear out. I hope this encourages you today. I had like, you know, 473 other things to say, uh, but I don't have the time. We love you. We love you today. And I'm praying that you see the hope that is found in the word of God that does not ever fail i'll see you next time right here on the autumn miles show the autumn miles show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated to make a donation visit autumn miles.com and if you make a donation of 100 or more you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month this program is underwritten by mary maids of fort worth Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.